It's official. Zach Alley was named defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Elmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on ref. The show is at locked on Sooners and Josh, we have a defensive coordinator officially Zach Alley, which was reported more than a week ago. That was going to be Oklahoma's defensive coordinator. Well, now it is official. He will be the next defensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, it uh, obviously took a little while from when the initial reports uh, came out uh, a little over a week ago until the official announcement uh, this past Saturday, but uh, an exciting hire for Oklahoma. And I, I go back to what we did discussed off the top, John, when the reports first came out, I think the most exciting part about it is that Zach Alley, incredibly familiar with Brent Venables knows what Brent wants to get accomplished, which you could say, okay, well that's, that's what you supposedly had with Ted roof. Right. But here's a guy that brings those qualities, those traits in is very, very young, seems to be uh, well liked by all accounts, energetic, all those sorts of things. And Oh, by the way, he's calling the defense. So this is his show. And uh, I don't know that that was necessarily ever definitively the case for Ted roof at, uh, at Oklahoma. And, and that's a, uh, a Brent Venables decision to go find somebody that I trust that knows what we want to do or what I want to do and run and, and then turn the keys over to him, John. Again, I think that's the most important development here for Oklahoma. Well, it's a, it's a mentor mentee relationship, a guy that spent a long time with Brent Venables while at Clemson as both a student assistant and then a grad assistant, and then ventured off on his own and had success with Boise state and then Louisiana Monroe. And then most recently with Jacksonville state helping a Jacksonville state team who was not an FBS team a year ago, but come in in 2023, win nine games, finish top 10 in the country in turnovers interceptions per game was 33rd in scoring defense a lot to like about what Zach Alley was able to accomplish with a Jacksonville state defense that was making the jump from FCS football to FBS so a lot to like there kind of reminds me a little bit and maybe we'll see the same level of success maybe not of Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb a pair of guys who have been at you know at the hip for a very, very long time, dating back to their time together uh, with uh, with Sioux Falls back at the FCS level, or no, sorry, the NAIA level, but rose the ranks together. Went, we're at Fresno State and then Washington and now going to Alabama together. So, I mean, could it be a similar relationship? Maybe, but a lot of it is just having that defensive continuity from what the head coach has envisioned, the, the defensive mastermind that you brought to Oklahoma but it allows him to, to be the CEO head coach, the guy that's able to really uh, focus on all of the things and not have to focus 
on the day-to-day defensive game planning, defensive uh, install that maybe he had to get back into for 2023. Well, he can hand it to Zach Alley and trust, like, I know what I'm going to get with Alley, and he knows what I expect, and he knows how to relay what we're expecting the the defenders to do in this defense. And I think that's going to going to be, I think it's going to be a benefit. I think the other added benefit, he's your linebackers coach, and probably you're going to get a bit of a boost on the recruiting trail as it comes as it linebacker is concerned. You had a really good signing class in the 2022 signing class with Kip Lewis and Jaron Canick and Kobe McKenzie, uh, 2023, maybe not as, as strong of a line. Actually, no, it was pretty, it was a pretty strong class. Lewis Carter and Samuel Omasigo and Phil Picciotti. But then the 2024 signing class, you didn't really get, you know, a lot of, uh, depth. You got James Nesta and maybe a Michael Boganowski plays linebacker for you, but it, you didn't really add, a lot of linebacker talent you missed on some big time targets, uh, whether it was Peyton Pierce or uh, the kid that ended up going out to Oregon, you missed on some big time targets and potentially a Zach Alley who speaks the same language, has that same energy, that same Brent Venables vibe could help attract, you know, those top tier linebackers to Oklahoma in the future. These uh, numbers sound like Brent Venables defensive numbers, Fourth in the country in opponents' yards per rush, 2.8. Uh, this past season, uh, season directing Jacksonville State. Uh, eighth in tackles for loss yardage, so a lot in the TFL category. Ninth in turnovers gained. Tenth in interceptions. So takeaways, TFLs, stingy against the rush. And obviously, you don't, you don't get uh, tackles for loss, John, without – typically uh, beat a little bit aggressive in some instances, right? Which you listen to uh, or read, I guess, the statement that Allie put out there. The first comments we've had from Allie since he's accepted the gig, and this has been officialized, quote, this is a tremendous opportunity. Oklahoma is an elite and historic program that has consistently competed for championships. The opportunity to come to OU and work for someone I really respect and who thinks like I do on defense and who wants to be aggressive and get after people on, on that side of the ball is exciting. So in quote there, and again, John, that uh, to me is, okay, we think alike. We like to get after people defensively. We like to be aggressive. And then this uh, other part of the quote here, quote, everything I do is based on what Coach Venables did at Clemson. That's been the foundation for how I built defenses. I always respected how he handled himself as a coach and as a man, and I wanted to emulate that as best I could. From the moment I met him, I always wanted to be like him, have a career like his, lead the best best defense in the country like him. He's obviously had a huge influence on me and I'm excited to be back with him. End quote. It, it is an exciting addition. I think, yes, we got to see the results on the field. we got to see how this all plays out. But I think again, it, it streamlined the defense. I, I mentioned it on the locked on Sooners Twitter account that you're able to have defensive continuity while adding a guy like this. You didn't lose an assistant. You know, nobody got their feeling hurt and feelings hurt about not getting promoted. You were able to hold on to Brandon Hall, who was a name that was kind of rumored to be next in line to be the defensive coordinator. You didn't lose either of your co-defensive coordinators in Todd Bates or Jay Valai, guys that held that title even when Ted Roof was here. A guy like Jay Valai actually got a promotion to assistant head coach for the defense. So keeping your defensive assistance in 
uh, staff intact amidst this transition, I think that's key. And obviously Brent Venables is kind of the key to all of that. But even though you lost both your offensive and defensive coordinators this offseason, you didn't lose another position coach. You kept everybody else. And that's going to help that recruiting continuity, that on-field continuity. And as Oklahoma continues to transition, whether it's the offensive line or the quarterback or on defense, and they try to take another step, having that continuity is just going to help the players themselves hopefully take another step this offseason, both in their understanding and in their physical development as well as they get ready to go into the SEC in 2024. And for Zach Alley, you think about his professional arc here, obviously a big step up from ULM to Jacksonville State. Now he's, of course, got the track record in the past with uh, Brent Venables at Clemson, but now it's welcome to the big show and it's Oklahoma Blue Blood program jumping into the SEC with all of that, right? Uh, going from Jacksonville State to here, okay, the, the trajectory, here's somebody that has been listed as a 30 under 30 guy previously, right? So 24-7 sports, always looking for those up-and-comer assistants, analysts, you name it, right? Just uh, young stars in the profession. Ali was on that list. Now he's made the rocket ship rise up from Clemson to most recently Jacksonville State to, of course, now Oklahoma's defensive coordinator. If this goes well, if he's a star at Oklahoma, let's just call it what it is. He'll be a head coach very, very quickly if he directs Oklahoma in a dynamic fashion in its jump to the SEC. So if he is the architect behind getting this defense playing well, SEC caliber football, then he will be he'll be rewarded as a, a head coach in short order. Well, and if he's that good, hopefully a little Brent Venables insight and knowledge about waiting for that right opportunity also maybe benefits Oklahoma long term as well. One guy that found the right opportunity at the right time to come back home. One Casey Thompson chooses the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll talk about that coming up here on Locked on Sooners after the break. The NFL regular season, it is done. We're smack dab in the midst of the NFL playoffs wildcard weekend. Uh, yes, unfortunately, it did, did not go well for John and for Dallas Cowboy fans out there. Uh, sorry for our Cowboys friends. I know we got a lot of Cowboys uh, listeners, viewers. But hey, the NFL playoffs are here, and that means there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. That's uh, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's a $550 in bonus bets to you, win or lose. The app's so easy to use, a bunch of different ways to bet, such as live same-game parlays. Check out uh, their parlays in the Parlay Hub. That's uh, the easy and best way to find popular parlays. So much more. Check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The Oklahoma Sooners have added another quarterback through the transfer portal. This time, it's Oklahoma Sooners' legacy. Former Texas Tech, Nebraska Cornhusker, and Florida Atlantic quarterback Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson comes to the Sooners with more than 600 pass attempts in his career. Almost 600 of those come in at the Power 5 level between Texas and Nebraska and gives the Oklahoma Sooners a veteran voice 
in what is going to be a talented quarterback room with Jackson Arnold and Michael Hawkins and Brennan Zerbrug and General Booty. Now you have an experienced voice that can lead the way for this quarterback room and is a guy that, hey, fingers crossed, nothing ever bad happens to Jackson Arnold. But in the event that you lose your quarterback for a half, like we lost Dylan Gabriel against BYU this past season, or you go back to the 2022 Red River Showdown, you lost Dylan Gabriel and your backup option did not give you much. Well, you've got a guy that's played a lot of big time college football and will not be afraid or not be shook by the moment that he's going to have to go in there and play. Is he the best quarterback out there in, in college football? No, that's why you're getting the opportunity that you're getting. But you've got a guy that if you need him for a game or two, you got to feel really good about your backup quarterback situation at this point. Has played a legitimate big time power five football in obviously the, the big 12 and in the big 10, 24 games across uh, those, those stints at uh, Texas and Nebraska with 20 starts. So that's a lot of seat time if, and when that situation, let's hope it doesn't right. That everything goes uh, smooth. There's no turbulence, no injuries, and uh, you don't need your backup quarterback in Casey Thompson. But if you do, here's somebody again that has started those 20 games uh, in his time at Texas and Nebraska and uh, has thrown for what uh, 41 touchdowns across those seasons at Texas and Nebraska where he was starting a lot of football games. So Here's somebody that is accustomed to that role, has been there, has done that. And, John, this is what we said. We said uh, that Oklahoma would like to go find a, a veteran quarterback. No, you're not going to go get a, a blue-chip quarterback out of the transfer portal. That's just not really realistic when the starting job is locked up by Jackson Arnold. And Oh, by the way, you're bringing in a, a talented youngster in Michael Hawkins. But uh, this – was doable for Oklahoma. And this was something that, uh, you know, I don't know that you would qualify it or describe it as necessary for Oklahoma, but it's, it's close, right? I mean, it makes you feel better that you filled out that quarterback room with again, a veteran hand. Well, and I think it's just this, if Michael Hawkins or Brennan Zerberg weren't ready to play for you, play significant snaps for you in 2024, well, you don't have to feel like you, you're you rushing them to the table. You've got a guy in Casey Thompson that you can hand the ball to and be like, hey, go play you know, a half for us. Go play a quarter for us. You know, Go lead us to a victory. Go you know, manage the offense. Run the offense well and keep us in this game. Hopefully, you know, we can kind of like what we did against BYU, you know, kind of simplify things, try to rely on the defense to go win a game. And they did. You've got a guy that has played a lot of college football. Again, he's seen as much as you could possibly see at the college football level now in his seventh year at the collegiate level. So it, it may not have been a necessary move. And I even wrote about it over at Sooners wire in one of my five positions that Oklahoma didn't need to address in the portal. But this is a luxury that the Oklahoma Sooners are going to be very glad to have because it's a right place, right time situation where, for years, the 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 two have been kind of intersecting, whether it was during his recruitment out of high school, and then he ends up choosing Texas because there wasn't really a place for him to start 
at Oklahoma or when he went from Texas to Nebraska in the transfer portal. It was kind of a similar situation. You know, yeah, maybe Oklahoma might have been a place that he would have liked to land. But again, there wasn't an opportunity for him to start. Well, now he's kind of at this point in his career where maybe the writing's on the wall a little bit and he kind of sees what his future is as far as a player and he's willing and and more than comfortable taking on a backup role to a guy like Jackson Arnold and taking on that mentoring role for a young quarterback room. And again, it's, it's right place, right time. You couldn't ask for a better situation for both parties really where he can come in to a place that is home. I mean, you saw how important and how much this meant to the Thompson family after his commitment. I mean, several people just excited for him to be able to come back and, and be back in Norman and be with the Oklahoma Sooners and finish his collegiate career there at a place where, again, he's got family that played at Oklahoma and, and made an impact. So his impact may not be one that's an on-field variety, but it might. It very well could. But at the very least, his could be an impact that doesn't just affect the 2024 season, but with Jackson Arnold and Michael Hawkins and Brennan Zerbrook could affect Oklahoma in 24, 25, 26, 27 because of how he comes into the Sooners and leads that room. He's going to have an opportunity to, to make a big impact with a, with his influence because of his experience. Quote, at some point in my lifetime, I wanted to be back here in Norman and be able to put on the crimson and cream. End quote. That's uh, courtesy of OU Insider and the Under the Visor podcast, which if you want to go check out uh, some of the other guys, obviously Brandon and Parker and company do a, a fabulous job. And they had a big full sit down with Casey Thompson where he went over a, a number of different parts of uh, his college journey and why he's at Oklahoma. But again, the quote, at some point in my lifetime, I wanted to be back here in Norman and to be able to put on the crimson and cream in uh, quotes. So it's, uh, you know, me, I, I sucker for a good story out there, a feel good type story. And this is certainly that with the, the legacy angle with Kendall and, and Charles. And, uh, and so, Hey, it, it's all good. And it uh, addresses or fortifies uh, a position where you get that veteran voice and veteran hand in there for somebody that uh, has familial emotional ties to the university of Oklahoma. Yeah. And I'm sure the, there's gotta be some kind of relationship between the Thompsons and Seth Luttrell a little bit, maybe way back when at some point. So it, again, right place, right time. You just, you're just happy that it could all come together for this final year. And hopefully it's, you know, it's a magical year and we get to, and we do get to see uh, some Casey Thompson and maybe some blowout games where he's getting an opportunity to, to go ply his craft one more time at the collegiate level. Some Oklahoma Sooners assistants got some extensions, some got some raises. We'll share some of our takes and reactions from uh, the OU Board of Regents meeting this past week and who got those big dollars. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Sooners. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for just that for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is a one word. That's 
scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my fiance, Amanda, or uh, John. We always say if one of his kids got sick, that's that's a scary thing. While uh, a supply chain issue keeps you from life saving medication that that you need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff, it could happen to any of us and don't want to take that chance. Visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. The Oklahoma Sooners handed out some raises for several assistants uh, this past week. And yeah, some big time money being handed out. Josh, take it away here. What was the biggest takeaway that you had from what went down this past week? Well, the uh, the number for Seth Luttrell is out. It's a three year contract starting at one point one million dollars with uh, fifty thousand dollar annual raises. And obviously, if things go uh, swimmingly in year one with Jackson Arnold then uh, that $50,000 annual raise could uh, could be, well, that could be different this time a year from now, right? There's always another Board of Regents meeting. Uh, but right now, it's three-year contract, $1.1 million, $50,000 uh, annual raises, three-year uh, deal. Co-offensive coordinator and tight ends coach Joe John Finley, a big-time raise for him. Three-year contract compensation starting at $900,000 with $25,000 annual raises. That's a big time bump, John up, uh, up to 900 K it was previously 575,000. So, uh, call Seth Luttrell, the lone play caller. If you want the pay grade reflects that Joe John Finley is uh, a legitimate co-offensive coordinator here, John. Well, I think we saw this past season that he was a, an important part of the offensive situation, however you want to call it, the battery. You know, Jeff Levy might have been calling the plays from the booth, but Seth Luttrell was kind of the one relaying everything and, and communicating a lot of times with the quarterback, with, you know, Brent Venables there on the sideline, with the other assistants. You know, obviously they all had communication because they'd all be wearing headsets, but, you know, Seth, uh, Joe John was the guy that was on the field. So, you know, did I say Seth Luttrell? My brain is just frozen because of the cold. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's clear that the Oklahoma Sooners value Joe John Finley. Obviously they gave him nearly $400,000 more in annual salary coming up in 2024, uh, on the defensive side, you saw several guys get big time or really let's talk position coaches. Uh, you know, Bill Beatenbow, he's your highest, uh, paid position coach, not named Joe John Finley. Uh, getting 870000 picking up another $50,000 raise. Uh, coming up behind him, Jay Valai at 750000 but he gets the bump to assistant head coach for the defense as in addition to his co-defensive coordinator and cornerback, nickelback, uh, pass game coordinator titles that he had as well. And uh, not shocking, but again, 
Uh, Todd Bates, very well deserving of uh, a nice little $35,000 raise that brings him to $700,000. That's a three-year deal there. Miguel Chavis, two-year deal, $650,000, $50,000 raise for him. A big-time bump for safeties coach Brandon Hall, two-year deal at $500,000 annually, $150,000 raise, and then just rounding out the uh, the other assistants. Emmett Jones, two-year deal, $644,000. Uh, running backs coach DeMarco Murray, two-year deal, $575,000. And, of course, the missing link, what is Zach Alley ultimately uh, going to be paid? We'll find that out, I'm sure, in a Board of Regents meeting uh, near you soon. Keep in mind, uh, Jeff Levy was set to make $2 million if he was back uh, this next season at OU and Roof was set to make $1.2 million, so somewhere around what uh, Seth Luttrell is making. Is that what you're thinking for Zach Alley? I would, I would imagine somewhere between Joe John and Seth Luttrell, you know, it's his first kind of big time, you know, power five defensive coordinator gig. Obviously you're going to pay him like you're a power five defensive coordinator or power five team hiring a defensive coordinator, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's somewhere in between Joe John and Seth Luttrell. But I mean, the fact that, you have an extra what 900,000 that you weren't going to pay to Jeff Levy and that 1.1 million dollar salary that was going to go to Ted Roof are now available that allowed you to give out all these other raises so even if he is getting paid what maybe Ted Roof made last year or what Seth Latrell is making then you still had $900,000 to play with for the rest of your assistants so yes you have coaching turnover Yes, you got to deal with that. At the same time, it allows you to keep everybody happy and you maintain that continuity like we talked about that's going to allow you to continue to build on what you've already done on the recruiting trail, especially for the 2025 cycle, but also keep the language and everybody on the same page, same level of understanding so that you can continue to develop, especially that defensive staff. But then on the offensive side, going from you know Jeff Levy to Seth Luttrell, you're not having to break in every new position group. You know, you're not having to break in a new uh, running backs coach or offensive line coach. No, all those guys get to stay the same. Having that continuity, it, it matters. I know a lot of times it can kind of get overlooked when you, you know, change out assistants and college football, man, it's, it's notorious for how much assistants just move around to keep a staff like they intact, like they have for the most part over the last three years, that's huge. And the longer that they can do so, the more beneficial it's going to be for this team long-term. Because again, having the same language, having the same voices, it does matter. And again, the development is happening. It may not be as quickly as people want it to happen, but it's happening, especially on the defensive side. We've seen DeMarco Murray's success. We've seen what Emmett Jones could do in just one year's time with guys like Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson. Those guys just had huge years, breakout years for the Sooners. Uh, Obviously we know of uh, Bill Biedenboe's developmental abilities. Now it's a matter. Now it's time to see like the, the year to year progression for the defensive side as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, Obviously, uh, with Zach Alley coming over to mix into the equation, that, that'll be fascinating to watch. The CEO, Brent Venables, what, what does it look like? I I think, uh, you know, at some point this offseason, we can maybe do a full deep dive on years one and two and think about and discuss areas where Brent Venables with 
more of a big picture approach, how it could have benefited Oklahoma moments that uh, maybe it got away from Venables a little bit from just a, a game operation and game management standpoint. So that's going to be, I think, a nice bonus for Oklahoma. And uh, especially so if the trust that you already have, obviously, to make the hire, John, but that trust improves with, well, going out and getting results defensively. If Zach Alley's really good, then all of a sudden you can really be bought into why you made this move the way you made it. Yeah, here's hoping. We'll find out in uh, nine months, I guess. We're little, well, I guess a little less than nine months since Oklahoma Sooners play at the end of August uh, for their week one game. So got a lot to talk about between now and then, 2025 recruiting. OU softball will be uh, having their first pitch. OU baseball as well. Oklahoma basketball dropped a heartbreaker. I mean, it wasn't really a heartbreaker. It's kind of, I think most people would have been surprised if they won in Lawrence. But this is a team that's playing really, really good ball. So we'll continue to discuss that. We'll cover it sometime this week. We'll talk about that trip to Kansas and uh, and how it all went down here on Locked On Sooners. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref, myself at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners on all your socials. But until next time, he's Josh. I'm John Boomer Sooner. <laughs>